Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, hello uh, everyone. Uh, so welcome to uh, the Living Martial Arts podcast with me, the Dark Master. I've got a, a great guest uh, who's going to speak to us uh, about his passion for for martial arts and uh, what it's done for him. Uh, I've got Mr. Chris Birch, uh, and he teaches around the uh, the Plymouth area. And um, I, I came by him through a mutual friend who recommended him as a as a really nice guy and somebody who's passionate about his martial arts. And that's what we like to do. We like to talk to people that are passionate about martial arts. This is what this is all about. So, hi, Chris. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, fine. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, finally got to uh, get get this going, which is good. I, I, I know we've had a, we've had a few false starts. We've had, we tried to do this before, but uh, I think I think that's the uh, that's the age of tech that we're in. Sometimes it works for you, and sometimes it, it works against you. So um, I'm sure most people listening to this will, will um, realize that type of frustration that you get when you you're dealing with technology. But uh, nice nice to see you. Um, uh, Chris is a, a traditional jiu-jitsu instructor. I mean, I'll get him to explain more about it and what he does, uh, maybe the differences between the different martial arts uh, or the different jiu-jitsu disciplines. Um, but as I always say, I'm always going to start with a little bit about, um, uh, hopefully he can tell us a little bit about his own martial arts journey, how he started, you know, um, a, little bit, a little bit about uh, where, where he's been and uh, where he hopes to go maybe in the future. So perhaps you can start with that, Chris. Yeah. Um, so um, my initial introduction to martial arts, probably a bit like you, Ray, was television. You know, I watched um, back in the early 70s was uh, a program called Kung Fu. I don't know whether you remember that. Not only do I remember it, I've got the album here. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yes, I've got actually. Right, got the, okay, I've so got that, the, that was my introduction. Yeah. 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 I've, got, um, I've got the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might do. Yeah. Um, so. My introduction was that, and obviously um, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee sort of, you know, was the main guy at the, at the time. So I always wanted to do martial arts, and um, there wasn't anything in the schools, you know. So I was looking around, and the only thing that we, we had down here at the time was judo, um, a little bit of karate and a little bit of kickboxing. And, and those sort of places were too far away from me anyway. So um, I ended up, when I went, went to work, meeting somebody that said, oh, yeah, well, I, I've got a friend of mine that does um, jiu-jitsu. What's jiu-jitsu? You know, and uh, he basically went through this little sort of list of things that jiu-jitsu is about. So it was at Stonehouse Barracks in Plymouth, which is the Marine Barracks. So, you know, I went down as a 17-year-old lad, 10 and a half stone, sort of like a stringy bean, not much <laughs> different to me now, mind. And, um, you know, there I am, stood in, in this dojo, 
and and there's just these great big burly marines there and i'm thinking oh this is going to be interesting lieutenant <laughs> asked me and um so basically the the jiu-jitsu we got to do back then was was quite a um a traditional yet mainly self-defense based uh martial art so you know i spent about five or six years there uh with a guy called neil pierce teaching me jiu-jitsu um and i actually learned it really well because of the fact that it was on big burly marines so one of the things that i did find was if you didn't do it properly it just didn't work it was as yeah. simple as that you know you had to get your techniques right and they were big bruises cracking yeah. blokes but you know there were times i came away and i sort of couldn't use my arm for three days sort of thing you know <laughs> with the locks and stuff um and those days sort of they, they were very very hard i mean i I'm, I'm i'm probably telling you this when you know this already ray but i mean back then people were a lot lot harder on you you know um yes. i think these days we've become a little um not softer maybe but maybe we've we've gone sort of like um we're trying to look after people's bodies a bit better whereas yes. back then they didn't really care you know, no. you got smashed into the ground, you know, and it was like, well, if yeah. you got smashed into the ground, you came back next week, you're a top bloke, yeah. you, know, and, uh, you know, if you didn't come back, it was because, you know, you didn't like it, not because you were injured, you know, but, yeah. but, but it, you know, it was, and for me, it was that um, everybody was at the same kind of mindset back then as well. I, I don't know whether you sort of, you know, you, you had that same sort of thing yourself, you know, when you yeah, started, um, yeah. but you know, I became hooked almost yeah. instantly. You know, it was the, the guys were great. The martial art was good. And for me, everything that I was doing, um, you know, and I was learning, it was working for me. Um, and I was, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a nasty person. Um, you know, I just enjoyed what I was doing with people, you know. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was some really, really good times. And um, so I spent a fair few years there. Um, and then we got kicked out of civilians because it was in the actual Royal Marine barracks. And they said, like, you know, we can't have these civilians keep coming in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they, they basically got rid of us there. And we went to a couple of other different places. And my instructor uh, back then had a bad back. So it was a it was a case of I was getting quite a high art. And it was like, you know, he's not teaching as much now. And I'm taking over the club sort of thing. So then um, I went to see some guys in Liverpool, the World Jiu-Jitsu Federation. So Robert Clark and Alan Campbell up there, and they were amazing. It was, for me, it was like rocket science when I went up there, you know, what they were doing. It was light years ahead of what we had been doing. And um, the guys up there were really friendly. Um, they treated me like I'd been there for years, you know, and um, they, they just wanted to teach you. It wasn't a case of, you know, who are you sort of thing. You know, it was like, no, we're going to teach you and we're going to help you on this journey of yours. And it was amazing. And I spent 15 years uh, in the World Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Um, finally got my third down with them and um, become part of the technical advisors on the gradings. So, you know, okay. sat there at yeah. tables, yeah, yeah. you know, looking up black belts going for their, their yeah. gradings or brown belts going for their, uh, their gradings as well. And yeah. thinking, I used to be there. God, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I've got my belt now because it's uh, it's quite a yeah. nerve-wracking thing, isn't it, when you're going for your first down and things, you know? Yeah. It's that covenant black belt, isn't it, that uh, everybody wants, you know? 
it, it, it is. So, it, let, sorry, just to, to interject there, there's a couple of things that you mentioned there, which just to sort of um, give my thoughts on, really. And the first one was you mentioned, you know, when you first went in, you had these burly Marines. And that, that was exactly the same experience I had. I, I beat you by one stone because I think I was nine and a half stone. <laughs> and, um, because when I, I'm, when a close, I, I'm a close on though, right? So it was I, different. <laughs> I, I, and I remember going into my first karate class and thinking, wow, these guys are big. Yeah. These guys are so big. But I also I also think that as you mentioned, for me, I learned to deal and and stay in the same arena, if you want to call it an arena, with big guys. Yeah, and um, I mean, I used to take some hits. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, my first competition I had my ribs broken because it was open weights. There was no no weight categories um, in those days. Um, and for me, it actually did me a lot of good because I went there to you know do my stuff but i was learning to defend myself and i wasn't afraid of going yeah, up against yeah, some definitely. of the bigger guys uh, and you know doing doing okay that was the first thing the second thing that you mentioned was that you know you went up to um liverpool um to to train and i find it quite fascinating because if i say to my students oh you know they need to go here and it's i don't yeah. know half an hour drive they look at me as if i've lost my mind <laughs> and <laughs> i i say to people that well, I used to go to Scotland from Bristol to train, yeah. and I actually yeah. took my first degree and my second degree in Glasgow uh, while living in Bristol as, as a young lad. Yeah. Um, and so that's what you had to do. So you had to be committed to it. You had to. Then be, you travelled. Yeah, you had to travel because it wasn't it wasn't next door. Uh, certain things. Yeah, my 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 school that I trained at was close, but. You know, when my instructor said, right, you know, you're ready for your first degree, you got to go to Glasgow. I went, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> so I didn't, didn't even think <laughs> twice about it. Sorry, ca carry on, carry on. No, so, no, I agree. I agree. And it's, you know, I mean, I, it's what from, from Plymouth to Liverpool is about 400 miles, you know, and, yes. um, now, a lot of, I lost a lot of girlfriends. I would just like to say that, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. when I was training, it was like, you know, you love you love your training more than you love me. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I've been and, there. Um, yeah, and it was like, you know, when people used to say, oh, I'm going to sort of Tenerife this week, I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm spending two weeks in Liverpool training. Yeah. You know, that's the type of thing that I did. Um, yeah. It would have been nice to have gone to sort of like some sunny place afterwards, but... Um, no, that, 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 that's the thing, you know, you do, you throw yourself into martial arts, I think, you know, uh, literally in my case with jiu-jitsu, but, um, you know, it's it's one of the things that has, has literally kept me uh, on the straight and narrow in some ways, because yeah. when I, one of the reasons for me starting was, was uh, I lost my dad when I was 17, he died in my arms, oh, right. and I was kind of going off the rails, I really was. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my friends were going into different things and, and I, I, I was like, you know, which way do I go here? I was on a bit of a self-destruct at one stage. Sure. Um, so jujitsu kind of saved my life in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. for me. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think it does for a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people out there and th th some people seem to think that um, that we're all horrible people and that we're going to beat you up and things, you know, but that's that's not the case and and when people started getting into martial arts they realized that actually everybody's on the same kind of mindset yes. you know that they're just trying to help people out make them better people and themselves as well i mean you know probably you ray i mean for me i also learn from my students oh you know yes, um completely, you know yes. people say well you know you're the teacher well you're kind of learning every day yes and you know, I get little kids that will do something and I think, wow, 
That's amazing. I wish yeah. I could have done that as a child, you know? So, exactly. you know, it's you're learning all the time from people. And I think that's an amazing thing from, from martial arts that you get. Well, you, well that, you that shows humble. you, though, Chris, that shows your humility. Because I, I, I do believe you are ex- completely correct there. And I, I always say that, man, I've learned some stuff from my students. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I still continue to learn to this day. But I think you have to be humble enough to say, well, actually, wow, you know, they, they've done that and I've never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've gotten into uh, over this last sort of five years is kickboxing. Yeah. And I did a little bit little bit of kickboxing here and there and i got a friend of mine that teaches me uh, Filipino kickboxing, dirty boxing as it's called. Yes. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm getting on a bit now and I can't do spinning kicks and things like sure. I used to as a 21-year-old. Yeah. And I see these, these, these people coming in and I'm like, well, that's amazing, and and that some of them have YouTube things as well. You know, yeah, I mean, YouTube yeah. is a fantastic thing for yes, for, for teaching aids. You know, yeah. and um, and I look at it and go, okay, 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 that was brilliant. That was brilliant. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah. where did they get that from? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's great. I mean, students are at the end of the day one of the reasons why we're teaching. Yes, I think you know people forget that sometimes. You know, I love to see people come into the dojo as a very shy person child whatever yeah, yeah. with problems maybe and um, within six months you know you're changing that person's attitude a little bit towards life and you're revealing their character you know people say oh well, we make people's characters no you don't you reveal their character it's already in there yeah uh, and i'm a firm believer of that i think inside every one of us is you know that person that can just strive and do well they just sure. need that little bit of help sometimes, you know? Yes, um, yes, indeed. You know, so, yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. You know, I mean, I've, I've got my own association now where, um, because I came away from the World Jiu-Jitsu Federation because uh, one of my main instructors left, and unfortunately right, yeah. Robert Park died. So oh, right, okay. I basically decided, you know, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to go down this route where I was changing my style of Jiu-Jitsu. Sure. So, if somebody comes in and they, they've done taekwondo, they've done kickboxing, they've done judo, they've done karate, and they've got a good move, I go, well, I like that. How can I introduce that into my system? Sure, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Because, yeah. you know, I think that that's – I mean, for, I don't know about you, Ray, but I think the internet has literally opened up martial arts in a massive way. Oh, yes, yes. Um, especially with things like um, – I know you've got the UFC and stuff like that, but you can see someone doing a technique now from a different style. Yeah. Whereas maybe 50 years you'd get it in a book or, you know, possibly if you were lucky enough to, to get a video on somebody's training, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and for, for me, the internet has been a massive thing, massive, yes. massive yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Well, well, yeah, you're right. The internet, it, it has been, I mean, it, it, there is obviously the, the sometimes the other side of it as well. Don't get me wrong, but yes, it has, oh, yeah. and and you can see some great examples of some great martial artists there. And as you mentioned, um, I think I, I mean it'd be good to get your perspective on this because obviously the, you know the start of um, of US UFC, um, yeah. you know, ju- ju- the name Jiu-Jitsu. I know it was mainly at that time probably Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, with, with the, the Gracies and and so on, you know all of a sudden they were choking people out and putting people to sleep and so on. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that brought a different dimension to uh, martial arts because, you know, all of a sudden 
you know, the the, the strikers were getting choked out by the, yeah. the the grapplers, so to speak. Um, and y- you can argue that things like, um, you know, grappling arts like wrestling, for example, have been around, you know, just as long as uh, as, as martial arts. It, you know, they, they, they both probably coexisted at some time together. Definitely. You know? And I think a lot of the martial arts have probably come from one place, but they've split into different um you know, schools of thought and so on. But, um, you know, what, what, what's your sort of take on um, uh, jiu-jitsu in, in that sort of arena, you know, on TV like the UFC and so on? And, and just to say that I don't watch it so much now, strangely enough, but when it first started, I really liked it because they used to introduce um, fighters by their style. They used to have like this. That's uh, right. Taekwondo. This guy was, you know, uh, such and such uh, jujitsu, or this guy is karate. And they actually used to come in in their more and more traditional wear, like uh, karate gis or taekwondo dough box and so on. So it was just really just what your your take uh, on on that side of it is really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, I think now it's become a, a lot more, you know, with the MMA side of things. And yes. I don't think people realise just how many rules that there are in MMA. I think there is something ridiculous like 47 rules. Yes. Um, you know, and um, for me, the jiu-jitsu that was going into it, a lot of people don't understand that the Gracies actually did originally traditional jiu-jitsu. Right. Um, and they still do, actually, within their system. Sure. Um but what they, they did, especially Helio Gracie decided, look, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit too weak and too small to take on these big guys standing up. They're just going to throw me around everywhere. So he started taking people to the ground, obviously. And, and, you know, he found that actually if he did certain things, he could pin them to the ground and he could win against them. No problem at all. And, and, sure. and um, you know, when it, when it started to get into the, you know, the arenas and things, um, they were already really taking people apart. They really were. And now I think what's happened now is people have started training in, you know, groundwork jiu-jitsu. So um, for me, it's kind of a bit like if you've watched one MMA sort of match, you've watched quite a few of them in one, if you see what I mean. You know, yeah, you get the top guys and things, but – Whereas back when you said, you know, when it first started, you would get the guys that were categorized into their little styles. And it was amazing to see. I mean, yes, um, even the judo guys coming up against the Gracies. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they were losing. And it yeah. was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, you know, the, for me, the Gracies are the epitome of jiu-jitsu, where what they've done is they've had a style and they've looked at that style and go, okay, there's weaknesses within that style. Sure. Um, and how can we work on them? And they have just worked and worked and worked them. And and you know you've got to you can't take it away from them. They are amazing at what they do. You know, um, yes. they start young. You know, we're talking two three years old. A lot of the family members. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it's kind of brought up. You know, it's almost like they're schooling. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for us in in you know. In our country, we tend to think of our children, you know, going to preschool and, you know, doing education and stuff like that. But for, for people like the Gracies and all that, you know, when you've come from a, a country where you may not have had very much in the beginning, yeah, sure. that's their opportunity to actually have a better life as well. Yes. And I think mindset-wise, that's a, that's a massive factor in what, you know, has, they have achieved through that. 
Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we we kind of we, we we flip education on the wrong side of things. It should be on creative, and again, bringing people out of what they're good at. You know, and, and making something of it. Um, but yeah, you know, for for me, the, the Gracies are an amazing, amazing family. Um, yes. And like I say, the, the trouble is, unfortunately, a lot of people think that uh, jiu-jitsu is, especially even traditional jiu-jitsu, that it's it's not that good because you know it it only focuses on traditional jiu-jitsu, but it doesn't really. And and just because we may not be going into competitions a lot doesn't necessarily mean that those techniques aren't still there, the groundwork stuff. Yes. Um, we just don't do it in an applied situations, sure. and that is sports-wise. So a lot of the jiu-jitsu these days, uh, uh, it's done on points and things as well. Yes. You know, um, sometimes some of the jiu-jitsu now, you're actually starting at, on the ground in a, yes. in a competition. Yeah. You know, and... And for me, that's kind of a bit boring. I mean, the whole idea of it is to be able to stand up if you need to take that person to the ground and then work on them. I think that's a massive thing, um, you know. Um, and, and going back to your sort of thing about, you know, the, when they first started, the styles, and, you, you, you know, you did have Taekwondo people going in there. Yeah. And for I should imagine for the Taekwondo guys, um, because they didn't do a lot of groundwork, you know, I mean, it is in – it is in cutters and you know yes. things like that. Sure. Um, you know they were probably taken by surprise because the Gracies were very very good at reading people. That yes. was the difference back then, you know. Yes. And I think now that everybody has started to do a little bit of groundwork, um, it's made it a lot lot harder for them as well. A lot lot harder. Well, well, well it has, and uh, I think um, as I said, I mean, I I, I loved it in the early days because I loved. I love the traditional element um, uh, of, you know, the fact that it came in and, and they bowed um, in, in their traditional way, um, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. I love the tradition of it. I, I don't watch it so much now because I don't like the, um, you know, the fight talk where they're, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to do this to him and I'm going to. Yeah, and, I'm and not I, fond of that. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't like, I don't I mean, I don't like that in boxing either, to be honest. No, uh, I, I no. think it should, I think, it, I think they should be gentlemen. And I always tell my students, you know, when you go in there, Definitely. you, 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 you take success and defeat the same way. You look at the person in the eye, you shake hands, you bow, and then you move off. And it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, you do the same. I agree with that. And, yeah. that's, and that's how it should be. And that's the thing I, I often think, well, perhaps this is an age thing for me, but I, I miss that that sort of gentlemanly thing where you just win and lose with that courtesy and respect um, and dignity. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, we we have our tenets in Taekwondo: courtesy, integrity. A courtesy is first, so you know, be courteous. You know, integrity. Be honest. You know, perseverance, self control. Yeah, you should. You can be excited about winning, but be excited when nobody's watching, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and have definitely. that, have that self-control or, or with your friends, but you don't need to rub it in your opponent's face. Um, no, I, I mean, I'll be honest, right. I've never really done any competitions. Mm. Um, and purely because the way I look at it is, um, I've never wanted to actually damage somebody or hurt somebody sure. to gain something in, in return. Um, you know, and people say, well, yeah, but you know, when you're doing your gradings and things like, yeah, but it's a completely different, mindset you know yeah, and yeah. um that's not to say i haven't had fights unfortunately i've been in situations where i i've had to use my jiu-jitsu 
in real yes. life situations. Um, but I don't want to go into an arena or a ring and go, um, yeah, well, I've got this belt and oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've busted your nose, but look at my yeah. belt. So, so, and you know, and everybody's different and, and for some sure. people, that's that's what they live for, and, and and I can fully understand that. I'm not condoning it or in any way, shape, or form. But I think everybody's different. Um, so you know, for you guys, I mean, your 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 competitions are, are really really important, aren't they? You know, a big big well, aspect of your style. Yeah. Well, they, they, do do you know what? It's it's interesting. I mean, I've I've done a lot of competition and I've done well in the past, but I never carried it on and did it for that reason. I actually I didn't start it. To be a competitor, I just found out that I was quite good at it when I when I started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, but but I knew it was never going to be the reason that I was going to continue. And I think the problem is, and you are exactly right. I think the problem is is that there are people who do it purely for the competition. So when their competition days are over, they fade away. They fade yeah, away. I agree with that. Yeah, now, now I finished. I finished competing in 1995. Uh, that was my last competition that, that I did. But I knew I was going to be in it forever. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. there, was, there was no way when I said, right, that's it. I'm stopping now. Um, and the reason I stopped was to spend more time with my children. But it wasn't, wasn't because, of, yeah. you know, that had, you know, in that way. I, I would love to have carried on. But I thought, right, OK, I need to give my, my children. I think my, my youngest um, uh, was four, I think, at the time. Uh, and instead of going off halfway up the country to, to train with the squad, I decided, right, you know, I'm going to. Um, take my kids swimming and and you know give them a bit of enjoyment really and that was it yeah i i, I think that's yeah. that, that 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 was a bit like me really at one stage i mean i i actually gave one of my clubs away um yes. to one of my instructors because you know i was seeing my children sort of hardly ever mm. you know because yeah. i was training yeah, that's the big problem with martial arts though because most of your work is evening work isn't it right that's right yes yes so yeah. you know i i was i mean at the time i was working so i was coming home from work and then I'm like trying to get as much food in me before I go training without feeling sick and then going yeah. off, you know, um, teaching other people's children, really. And and I uh, I got to a point where I was like, do you know what? I really need to see my children growing up in that first little part because it's really important. Um, so that, you know, that's what I did. I gave a club away so as I could spend a bit more time, yeah. you know, with my children. Um, you know, I still have clubs, but, you know, sometimes you've got to, take that step back and go as much as I want to train or teach or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Real life is on that sideline as well, isn't it? So um, but, no, but I agree it, with that. That's, it uh, it is. Yeah. Do, do you know what? When I was a, when I was a first degree and this is going back um, in the early eighties, I went out for a, a meal with um, Master Riki Ha. Master Riki Ha was the person that introduced Taekwondo to Europe. Um, he was one of the founders, um, probably the founders, most senior instructor at that time. Um, but anyway, he, he introduced Taekwondo to Europe. And I remember I was out for a meal with him. I just passed my first degree in, in Bristol. I was really nervous. Sit down, we're in this Chinese restaurant. And I thought, well, I need to, I need to speak and say something. So, <laughs> so I said to him, I said, oh, uh, Master E, um, you know, how do you think competition can be improved? And he looked at me and he just looked back and started eating again. I thought, <laughs> perhaps he didn't hear me so i'll ask him again <laughs> so i said i said excuse me sir um how do you think competition can be improved and if he didn't say anything i thought right that's i'm not asking that again so anyway three months later when we were he came down for the next grading went out for a meal again i thought oh should i ask him again 
So I thought, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask him again. Well, I said, uh, Master E, you know, how, how do you think that um, competition... And he looked at me and said, Raymond, Taekwondo is not about competition. And I went, okay, thank you, sir. <laughs> and that was it. And um, Maybe it just took him three months to answer you. He was thinking well, about it. <laughs> well, I, 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 and, and do you know what? In the, in the early days, of particularly of Taekwondo, you know the way that you the way that you sort of sparred or you know sparring in in the dojang in the dojo was exactly the same as you sparred in competition because you had yeah. no safety equipment da, da, da. but it's yeah. very different it's very different now because you know sparring is i would say more more specialized um but as as a competitor then what you did was you went along to competition you know you did the sparring you did the the um the tool or the uh, kata if it, as it's called in karate and you did the destructions you broke wood so you're a bit more of an all-round martial artist i think these days people tend to specialize in yeah they do one Definitely. thing um and I, I find that such a shame because for me yeah you know i used to go along to competition i used to look forward to all the elements all the elements uh, I, I didn't consider myself a specialist in anything i just considered myself a martial arts um yeah uh, competitor at that time so that that was that yes so. definitely yeah i agree with that actually because um you know you go you're going back onto the, the sparring i mean we, we do sort of sparring in in jiu-jitsu you know because it's a live sport uh live um martial art at the end mm. of the day but um it's I, I agree definitely years and years ago um you know a friend of mine i mean i did karate for a little bit i did it for about six months i think um, and a friend of mine said, come along to karate. And I watched them spar and I thought, oh, I want to get into that. That was quite good, you know. And it was full on. There was no shin pads. There was no gloves. No, no. You know, and they were coming out and their noses were like that sort of thing, yeah. a bit of a split lip. And they were like, yeah, it was a good night, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think now, because a lot of it is health and safety, Ray, I would yes. say. Yes, it is. I think health and safety has changed that side of things. Yes. Um, and rightly so, I think, with children. Yes, I think you know when when you've got children entering competitions, you know you have to make sure that they are safe. Yes, you know? yeah, um, yeah. as an adult, you have your own mind, and and you know if you want to go in there and you know you want to get a little bit roughed up, then then that's a bit different. But um, yeah, definitely with children, I think you know that that safety element has moved on, and and rightly so. Um, but um, I think you're right in saying. I mean, we we find it in in jujitsu now with um brazilian jiu-jitsu coming into it and it is massive everywhere brazilian jiu-jitsu you know it's mm. it's kind of taken hold in in martial arts all over the world you know and um we tend to get a lot of people that come into the dojo now and you know they they don't really want to learn the bow they don't want to learn all the other bits and pieces mm. um what yes. they want to learn is how to stick somebody on the floor and put them in a lock so they can submit them yes and it's like no, you, you, the, right. The process is this, you know, especially in traditional jiu-jitsu with break falling, yes. which is a really, really important part of our style. Um, you don't get your break falls in. You're, you're probably not getting up at the end of the night. You know, that's that's how important yeah. they are. Um, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, we get a lot of that. Well, can't I just learn how to choke someone out? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Because we're not that type of club, you know. So, um, you know, things have definitely moved on. Definitely. Yeah. Um, some things for the better and um, you know some yeah. things have gotten a little bit worse but uh, <laughs> yeah definitely no no that's, that's, that's great well um i mean you, you've you've mentioned 
obviously you you teach you teach martial arts you're a martial arts teacher you know you've got your own association and so on very very sort of similar to myself really um you know my, my, my next thing was sort of how how do you sort of live your martial arts every day i mean to a certain degree uh-huh. to a certain degree you've answered uh-huh. it really because it's it, it, it it's part of your everyday life anyway i mean it is with Definitely. me as, as, as soon as i wake yeah. up i'm thinking right i've got a class tonight okay what do they need to know okay what can i what can i um uh, teach to uh, improve their martial arts i'm always looking for different ways so it was just really yeah really how you sort of live your daily martial arts life really yeah i mean well you know the, uh, 10 years ago i decided to go full time mm. um which was really scary really yeah. scary so i i was a i mean i was a, i'm a i'm a builder you know as well so yeah. um and i had a good building company and i thought you know am i going to make as much money and then I thought, is it about the money? Because, uh, you know, as a builder, you, your body starts to pack up on you here and then your knees go, your back goes and things like that. And then I thought, well, hang on, if I go full-time training, am I going to get the same thing from full-time training? So I, I basically went for it. I just went for it. And I, I rented a, a, a unit. And it was scary, really scary to think, yeah. um, you know, I've got all these bills to pay in this unit plus my mortgage yes. um so luckily you know i, I did have a, f- a fair amount of students um, and we made it work and um you know my biggest problem i would say is there's not enough time in the day for me and yes. I, I i would also like 10 duplicates of me yes. because nobody does anything the way that i want them to do it oh, definitely. Know, this, this yeah, is, yeah 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 and i don't know about you right you're probably a bit of a control freak are you, you I, know? I i definitely am nobody does it as good as yeah. me <laughs> yeah I, you know, I just think most martial arts instructors are that way you know i yeah. think that that's how we 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 kind of think and i've got a bit of ocd as well which is even worse you know <laughs> so um i like things done and put in places and you know you've, if you go to my dojo you the dojo is immaculate my desk yeah. it looks like a hurricane has come in you know and every day i go in and go right i gotta clean that up and then something comes up you know, so I've got to try and get time for that. That's my only t- untidy area is my desk at my dojo. So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, um, so my everyday life as a martial arts instructor is, you know, I, I get up in the morning and I'm like, you, you go, right, okay, got lessons tonight. These are, the, and, and I'm not sure how you run yours, but I have certain people on certain days, nine times out of 10. Yes, so I yeah. go, okay, I've got these guys here tonight. We can work on this. And I, you know, so your lesson plan. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one thing. And, and, and yeah. then you've got your, you know, your health and safety stuff that you've got to think of, yes, which yeah. is, just, um, <laughs> you know, and, and now we've, we've, we've watched just happen with the lockdown stuff of COVID. Then you have to think about all of that side of things, like the cleaning side of it and, yes. and all that. So all this is in my head and, and my day just accumulates into martial arts as the day gets on. You know, it's like I start off dad doing the yeah. breakfast and things for the kids. And, you know, even though one of them's 17, I still do his breakfast. Um, but, you know, so that, that, that day for me is by, by the time I'm getting down to my dojo, which is sometimes 12 o'clock, sometimes 10 o'clock in the morning, sometimes two o'clock in the afternoon, depending on what I've got to do. Um, yeah, it just ramps up from that yeah. day on. And I'm not sure how you find it, but I find when I come home from, from work and, and and training, coming down to try and get to that yeah. normal level is quite difficult because you've still got everything in your head. Well, it, it, it is. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few things that I can sort of um, 
you know, similar sort of things for me as well. Uh, I mean, strange enough, I, I went full time in the middle eighties. I, I was actually um, a very well paid development aircraft engineer at Rolls Royce in Bristol. My God, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was on some good money, I tell you. Yeah. And um, when I decided to go uh, full time in martial arts, um, people Everybody thought went, you were mad. People thought I'd lost my mind, uh, and I, yeah. had a, I had a mortgage. I was actually married at the time. I had a mortgage, and I had one child. And um, it was the. I mean, it was it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. And in in the after about two years, three years of being full time and struggling, I think I was about a week away from my house being repossessed. Um, I, I had to go and get another job, a driving job, to save my house. Um, and in the end, I ended up with three jobs. I was working in a bakery starting at half two in the morning yeah. <laughs> another job yeah. at 11 o'clock and then my teaching at night but I managed to get through that period um and after after that time um it, it, it sort of started to work for me but it, it was very very much touch and go um but the funny thing is is that, you know people will see me now and say oh yeah you're really lucky <laughs> so, so, yeah they, they don't understand the actual journey do they no, you know you, people think that you know you've you get your black belt, you get a club, everybody flocks to your club, they pay you lots of money, yeah. you put that in the bank, you, you buy a brand new car, you go on lots of holiday. It's not like that at all, no, is no. it? Well, well, I, well I, I didn't go on holiday. I didn't go on holiday from 19, well, from my honeymoon, actually, which was 1984 until 92. Um, I remember coming home and saying to my wife, right, we're going to Portugal. She said, sorry? I said, we're going to go to Portugal. Well, I thought, how <laughs> i said well yeah. uh, i think we can just about afford it and that was the first holiday we had for many years um yeah because yeah. of because of it but um yeah you know I, I i don't look back and regret it was uh it was a tough time but it was a time that really sort of built me as a person to be honest and um well this is it this this is it you know we know what they say you know what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger which is not always the best saying in some ways you know no, but no. um you know you have to look at it and go, everything is, is, you know, if you think it, as, as you are as a person, you're like an anvil. Yes. And every time somebody makes that hit on that anvil, you know, whatever it is, is building you as a person. And I think, you know, for me, martial arts has given me confidence for a start, massive confidence, because I, I don't think I was that much of a confident person when I was yeah. young lad, you know. Um, you know, but it's also given me the ability to meet some amazing people. You know, like yourself, Ray, you know, you, you, see, you there are some amazing people in martial arts that you meet and you just think, wow, yes, that, yeah. that's that's really, really good. I, I, funny enough, I just had a an incident last night where I was talking to a karate guy. And um, about 20 years ago, I met a guy from Canada who was uh, back then really, really good at um, weaponry. and um, Something happened in Liverpool. We were training and, you know, little bits and things sort of went on. And um, really nice guy. And I was talking to this karate guy last night and he and he said, oh, I've, I've met this guy. And I went, yeah, I know that guy. You know, 20 years ago, we were in Liverpool and having a chat and in a restaurant. And, and he went, really? And it was like, yeah, you know, and he started yeah. kind of text him or sent a message through Facebook, whatever it was. And this guy's come back and says, yeah, I remember Chris, you know, what a karate yeah, yeah. guy. And it's like... Wow, you know, that was 20 years ago. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And it would have been nice to have stayed in contact, you know, but back then, sure. 20 years, everything was a little bit different, you know. Um, yes, I think yeah, it's yeah. easier these days, you know. Yes. But um, you do, you meet some amazing people. And I, don't, I think for you, Ray, I mean, we, we sound like similar sort of people, really. Um, for, for me, it's been amazing. So, I mean, it's 40 years this year since I started doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and yeah. The, not only the people that I've met that have taught me, but the sure. people that I've met that have shaped my life yes. to a better person than I'd like to think. Yeah. And those are not just the people that I've trained with. It's the people that have come into my dojo that have stories. Yes. And uh, I, I do a lot lately with, with people that have got PTSD and, you know, and people that have sure. had nervous breakdowns and things like that. Sure. And seeing these people come on is, for me, what keeps me going sometimes as well. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not the richest person in the world. <laughs> and I look at my bank balance and I think, yeah, but that's, that's honestly earned. And every penny that I get helps other people sometimes as well you know yeah, I, yeah. I kind of look at it like that you know sometimes i just think well i'm not just here for the money i'm i'm, I'm here for the experience you know and yeah. the people that are coming into my dojo you know i mean i love everybody that comes in really you know yeah well no it's it's it's, it's great and great to hear and uh, uh, you know i can definitely concur with with you know the things that you said there i i don't know um a great deal uh, you know, I'll be honest, don't know a great deal about jiu-jitsu. I did actually do some jiu-jitsu lessons many years ago um, in the West Country. And, and I don't know what uh, style of jiu-jitsu it was. I can't, can't actually remember. I just thought, well, I'd, you know, experiences because as a martial artist, I liked, to, I liked to try sort of different things. But is there any um, is there any sort of meditation or breathwork practice within the jiu-jitsu um i mean yeah, I think, there, there, you know i think within martial arts i mean there's breath work in the sense that you've got to control yeah. your breathing but i just wondered yeah. i mean i i do a little bit i'm just wondering whether you you know you have any yeah you do a little bit and um i i mean lately i mean i've got a friend of mine david tony which is um he was quite high up in in jiu-jitsu within the world jiu-jitsu federation and and he does this thing where he's called uh, breath sensei uh, okay. which is online and um I've done a, a fair bit with him because um, one of the things that I have found that is um, I didn't realize that, I, you know, um, I, I'm a mouth breather. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, right. Okay. So when, when you, when you go to sleep a lot, but you know, I sit there like Homer Simpson sometimes, you know, I'm giving it one of these. Well, um, well it, it, it's, it's funny to say, sorry, I don't want to stop. It's funny to say that because um, what, what I do, I, I practice some potato breathing and actually at night now I actually take my mouth shut. Yeah, tapes. That's right. Yeah, I've done but carry that. Carry on. But carry yeah. on. Yeah. So you, do you use the X tape? No, I actually just use micropore tape. Um, and yeah, I, my, I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just do that. Yeah. I've actually been doing that for probably a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. It's really good for you. And and, yeah. and you know, I I found for me, um, I get better sleep. Yes. And um, I get more energy out of it as well. Yeah. So so. There is there is breathing techniques that a lot of people will use and uh, in jiu-jitsu. Uh, but, I mean, if you come across a good BJJ guy, they will teach you a lot of the breath work. Mm. They should do because if you're doing competition, say, <clears throat> um, you're going to run out of oxygen really, really fast. Yes. Um, especially if you're being choked and things like that. So 
Um, for us, one of the things that we do is um, I try and work on, on my, my vagus nerve and things like that because you need that strong sure. vagus nerve for chokes and things. Um, being choked out is not nice. You know, it's as simple as that. And the more time you, you get choked out, people say you get used to it. Well, I don't think so. Like, personally, <laughs> it's just not nice, you know. Um, yeah. So we do, but it's – I don't think we do enough of it, if I'm honest. Um yeah. And, and meditation-wise, I don't think we do enough of, on it. Um, and, and I would say that's that's kind of gone from like a, a modern way of doing jiu-jitsu in some ways because I should imagine a thousand years ago, you know, that was a main part of martial arts, I would think, you know, yes, because yeah. it is a, a really, really important thing. Um, <clears throat> but definitely the BJJ guys do a lot of it. We don't, we don't do as much as we should, put it that way. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of it is time. I mean, one of the things that I will do with my my students is at the end of a lesson, uh, when we're when we're sat down in in reposition, uh, which is the bow, so you're on your knees, um, making sure that your back is straight, breathing in through your nose. Mm. Sometimes we'll go out through the mouth, but sometimes we'll go out through the nose, depending on on sessions and things like that. You know, just sure. to calm people down as well, because yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but if you if you've had a hard session and people are, are literally their adrenaline's quite high yeah you don't really want them going out yeah. into the car park driving their cars and they're yeah. still too buzzing sure yeah it's in that getting that fine balance because it's not good for people it's not good mm. for people driving and things like that so they need to be calm but smiling when they leave your dojo you yeah, know yeah, so yeah, yeah. we tend to do that we, we, we tend to do more calming breathing than anything okay yes that's, that's yeah. excellent yeah. That's good. well no th thanks thanks very much for that we're, we're coming up on time actually um <laughs> that's I'll, unusual I'll, for me <laughs> I, well I, I was gonna say we, we, i've got a, a, some bits and pieces uh probably uh, again that i'd like to ask you so maybe at some point we can do a do a part two we can catch up yeah um, of course uh, yeah do a part Thank two you. but you know i just want to say thanks so much uh, for agreeing to do this, I really, really appreciate it. I, I love. Um, yeah, not a problem. Mate. I've loved our chat. No um, and uh, what I'll what I'll do. So anybody listening to this, um, you know, whether you're if you're in the the Plymouth area, I'll put uh, details of of Chris in the show notes so you can get contact with him. Go along and train. And um, yeah, more than welcome, Ray. Definitely excellent. That that that's that's great stuff. So um, let's let's hope that um, if you're listening to this, we're, we're just waiting for everything just to sort of reopen again and uh, get back to, to normal. So let's hope that uh, normality will ensue <laughs> as soon as possible. And we can, uh, you know, uh, get hold of each other, grapple, kick, punch, whatever. Yeah, you want definitely. To do. Well, I got no problem coming up and doing seminars and things like that. I've done a lot of those over the UK. Excellent. So, Excellent. Well, well, th thanks very much. I'm sure that we're going to connect more in the in, in the future. Oh, definitely, mate. Definitely. So you take care. Thanks very much for, you, for watching this. Me over and out. Peace and love from the Dark Master. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.